Hello, and welcome back to The Spice of Life. I'm Chloe. And I'm Ethan. This week we're joined with another special guest, Megan. Hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, no creak this edition. Pissed. It's okay. Pissed. All right, Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, uh, my name's Megan. I am 21 years old. I guess that's really all that's interesting. Um, okay. Yep. Just living on living on campus. How do you know Ethan and I? Uh, residence life. Ah, uh, yes. The common yes. link. Of course. Absolutely. What else would it be? I don't think we've had a guest who isn't an RA. No, we haven't. Yeah. We should get on that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, fine. Anyway. Sweet. Okay, Megan, well, do you want to tell us what the spice is this week? Oh, yes. The spicy spice is uh, the hoax of free will. what free will is and tell us why it's a hoax so the construct that we believe of free will is that we are allowed to make our own choices or not even allowed but we're just granted the access to make our own choices and our own decisions and we can basically do whatever we want and there's nothing really holding us back from doing that like there's no force holding us back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if we choose to believe in things like fate or uh, listening to your parents, you know? Well, no, not necessarily <laughs> that. But, you know, like soulmates and all that type of thing, where things are just supposed to work out a certain way, then free will technically doesn't exist. Hmm. I see, I see. That's problematic because having free will and having autonomy is like a deeply, like, individualistic American value. Right. Like, I feel like in this country, um, the whole building the American dream and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and all of that is only made possible by the fact that you have the ability to decide what you do with every day and so you can choose to be successful. But we know that there are a lot of social conditions that make it difficult for people to be successful. So in a lot of ways, people don't have free will because they exist within the society that they live in and they're constrained by all of those limits. Well, right. We would, we would love to go out and do whatever we wanted to. If I were a millionaire, it would be a completely different story. I probably wouldn't be here right now. Really? But Excuse me. Rude. Well, <laughs> I love you guys, and I'm glad that I have the chance to be here, and it was, you know, my own choice to come here. But for us to believe that we were put here for a specific reason, and it's to live that American dream, is that really free will? Because you're wanting to get to a specific point, but that's where everybody's supposed to be. So you're just completely working up into that point, and then what? You, you did it, but that's what was expected of you. So did you want to do that by yourself, or was that what was expected? Were you uh, forced into doing that by a social expectations? Like social yeah. expectations, thank you. Mm. That's a really good point. I think everything that we hold so valuable only really matters because of perceived value. Right, mm -hmm. absolutely. Like objectively, the lives that we seek are equivalent to any other life that you would want to seek. It just 
matters about the social context that you're raised in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That's very existential. Yeah. Give me a second to contemplate life real quick. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to make y'all, you know, overthink or think negatively that you don't think that you have any choices in your life. I mean, you can choose to drop out right now if you'd so choose. Are you going to? Say less. Oh, well, don't <laughs> say that. But would you would you like to drop out? Or do you want to get your education so you can pursue education? I would want to get my education to pursue education, Megan. Well, and that was very simplistic terms, but <laughs> sorry. Well, then that's, you know, your choice. But what are what are your goals? Like, are you working towards that as like you want to or that's an expectation of you is to get a job and contribute to well, the US. Fun fact actually. Um I used to want to be like a mechanical engineer. And I wanted to do that because that's what it was expected of me. Because I was uh, all right at math, everyone said, "Ethan, you you got to be like an engineer. You know, you're gonna make you're gonna make so much money, Ethan. You're gonna you're gonna have a great life, Ethan." And then I said, mm, "But I don't want to be an engineer." And so that's why I'm a teacher. Well, I'm going to be a teacher actually. I don't want to do what everyone expects of me to do because I don't want to do it personally. Mm. But in the same way, I always joke about this whenever I tell people why I'm a teacher. A good third of my family is teachers and that's like a that's a hefty amount of people right and so I always joke that ah like it was just predestined to be like you know my my aunt and uncle they're teachers my mom was a teacher you know like this was this is how it was meant to be so destiny so destiny but that's free will but free will because on one hand that's kind of a trend in my family that a whole lot of us are educators but also I wasn't planning on being an educator I was going to be an engineer but who's to say uh, that I chose that as opposed to fate saying, mm, he's going to be a teacher? Well, mm. let me just say, I'm actually in a memory and cognition class right now. Don't take everything I say too seriously because I got a D on my last exam. But <laughs> we forget that. But the thing is, you could have been cognitively brought up with this idea of being a teacher where that's what you saw in your family and that's what you saw as most enjoyable for people, although the pay is terrible. Mm-hmm. Colorado teachers make little to nothing. And my family does nothing but tell me how I should not be a teacher. But, yep, go on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can also relate to that because my mom was also, like, telling me when she initially went to school, she wanted to go into psychology, and that's what I'm doing. And she hates that I'm still in the psychology program because she went into the education program after visiting a psych ward for like an hour. She has continuously told me, you can't do it, don't do it. If I can't do it, you can't. And to that I say, mom. Heck off, mom. Heck mom, mom. Heck mom. Heck mom, mom. (laughs) 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 We're keeping that in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, so, Chloe, what do you want to do? Well, I wanted to ask you what you want to do with uh, your psych degree. Oh, okay. Do you want to go into a psych ward for an hour and quit? Well, no, I'd, I'd love to go, you know, work like work at Mind Springs a little bit, or I got a job over at the Health and Wellness Center. After I get done here, I'm thinking of going to get my master's degree. Just pick that up super quick. And nice. maybe uh, what I really want to do is go into school psychology and help little, little tater tots running around who are like 12 or 13 years old because middle school counselors, uh, from my experience in the past, have been shite. So you want to go be not shite? I, yes, exactly. Amazing. We can always I approve. think I think we need a couple, a That's couple awesome. good ones out there. Yeah. 
So arguably, you didn't have free will in choosing this because you're influenced by the fact that you want to go back and correct other people's mistakes. Right. Absolutely. So free will's a hoax. So free will's a hoax. Yes. Uh, so that got really existential really quick. Chloe, Megan, how do we deal with the stresses of the fact that we don't have a say in what we do with our lives? I don't think it's that, though. I think we do have a say. We just don't have final say. Please, elaborate. <laughs> Megan? You, you, you think say... we don't have a say at all? No! Say it, Megan. No, not from the <laughs> development that we've been brought up in. Like... You know, your parents have probably conditioned you a certain way to think, not in the ways of, you know, the dog and the bell, where they, uh-oh, bell rang, I get food, yay. They not like pa- that. They haven't pavlogged you. Yes. I think it's just the way that we've been conditioned and the way that we're brought up in our, in our livelihoods and from previous experiences we had when we were younger and just the way that we have the ability to learn. We're making decisions based on thoughts that we don't even really understand from our subconscious that are leading us towards a certain direction because of the way that we were brought up because we didn't have a say in how our parents reared us to be correct well i don't know if i just haven't like fully drank your kool-aid yet megan but i still really want to think you think i'm jim jones no (laughs) i've been drinking your (laughs) kool-aid as a figure of speech I have not completely succumbed to the the idea that there is not a single lick of free will. Just because I... She's <laughs> <laughs> Jim jones me. She's so offended. I know y'all can't see, but Megan is pissed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> One of the worst people on the planet. Oh, I yeah. thought they were doing the work of God, and they just they just drank the Kool-Aid and yeah. like took shots and just... And died. Shots. They died. Yeah. No, not shots like that. Like, they injected poison into their bodies. I, I know, I know. Okay, well, don't make fun you know of something so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's I, horrible! I've been drinking your cooling yet, Megan. <laughs> I don't know if that's... That was very insensitive of me to say. I will say I didn't come up with that phrase. I Oh, I know, I know. Have Have this, has I, anyone else ever said that to you? No. no. Oh. Perhaps I should edit it out because it was a little insensitive, but I also think it was funny. And this I whole, think it was really funny in that whole little back that and whole forth was exchange pretty funny. Was pretty I also have one more um, example of why free will. Okay. okay. I want to make my argument go because I go don't ahead. really go to it. Okay. I still want to believe that we have free will because, and maybe this, this is wishful thinking, but I think that at any point you can choose to go the opposite way that you were raised. And people do it, and not that frequently because it's really hard. But I think that under the right circumstances, you can escape the cycle that you were like born into. And not even like a harm- harmful cycle necessarily, but I think that if you have the right resources and education and people around you, you can recondition yourself, I think. And reconditioning yourself seems a lot like free will. I would say in certain instances... Um... Oh man, there's a lot to unpack right there. The thing is with, you know, there's a lot of people who go through a lot of traumatic experiences. Do you think you can like, and I'm not trying to twist what you said into a negative light at all, but do you think you can uncondition yourself from traumatic experiences or do those live in your head so that affects every decision you ever make in the future? I think it does. I think it stays. Oh, okay. But... So... 
However, <laughs> you can ch- like you can grow from those experiences. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. But are they like, going to affect all the decisions you make in the future? Yes, they yeah. are. But is something having an effect the same as not having any free will at all? It's like um, if uh, something traumatic happens, you can either like uh, move on from it, like try your best to just accept it or get stuck on it. You know, you have the choice. You have a multiple choice kind of thing to deal with it. It's no longer a... You're bringing my exam back up. Yeah. Damn it. Get fucked. <laughs> It's no longer a uh, like a short answer kind of thing of how you're, of how you're gonna live your life. It becomes a multiple choice based on what traumatic experience you have, but it's still a choice, not as open, but still a choice. It becomes a choose your own adventure book. Yes, <laughs> you don't write it anymore, but you choose your own adventure. Okay, well, just to kind of shift this conversation to a different subtopic, would you guys still believe in the same things? If you have grown up somewhere else. No. Or no. not not grown up somewhere else, but had a completely different family, different area of living, different whatever. No, not at all. Probably not. Reality no. is subjective. It's a sum of all of your experiences. Right. And depending on like any number of like demographic features, you you're gonna have a different perception of the same reality. But I don't think that takes away from the fact that you still have some choice in the matter. Right. There, okay, so I, well, I guess what we're all trying to say is that in small portions of our life, we have our own decisions. Like, we can make our own decisions. We have small amounts of free will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it has to do with how you define free will, because maybe the, the amount of choice that we have isn't enough to really qualify as free will, but it's still choice. Okay, so... I don't know. In the same way, like, having a, a pet rat, for example, right? You have a pet rat, the rat can make decisions on, like, where to go, but if you keep the rat in a cage, does the rat have free will to choose where to go? Because it you've limited its options so heavily. Yes, it has free will to go where it pleases within the cage. Arguably, does the rat know that it's in a cage? Because that changes things. Because if the rat doesn't know that it's in a cage and it thinks that the cage is the world, then it's going to believe it has all the free will. So I think, like, arguably, when we realize we're in a cage, that's when we realize that our free will is substantially limited. But not everyone has come to that conclusion, and not everyone should, because it kind of sucks. We need to operationally define what free will is yeah we have such a broad idea of what free will actually is because we think it's you know i could do anything i want right now but i could flip over this desk if i wanted to right now you could you could but that might break chloe's computer and then you might have to buy her a new computer but i could it might be a really bad situation well and like you also have to think about like technically i can like fly to india right now but I can't because of money. For it? Yeah, because of money, Are because of take COVID, time off? because of school, because of work. So the social constructs say no. The social constructs you can't make say no, even though you want. technically I have the free will to make that choice. I just don't have the resources to make that choice. Okay. So, so is it free will or not? Technically, we're in a cage, but we can also leave whenever we want. Technically, yeah, provided we can just drive to Utah. I mean, that's I have the gas. Not really the same as flying to India. But well, no, okay. it's completely different, but it's still in the same way. Like, we have 
the option, the opportunity to just drive to Utah. Definitely. This is true. And I think everyone's cage is a little different depending on like the social resources that you have. Because some people totally could fly to India right now. Elon and so Musk. we have this, Elon Musk could fly to India right now. Thanks a lot, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> but so technically we, I have the same amount of free will as Elon Musk. I just don't have the resources to like maximize the potential of my free will. Okay. Well, I understand that. But I, I like how you guys are going with this social construct stuff. But I was more talking about like the cognitive functions, which I need to look more in depth to, honestly, um, because... Right now we're learning about how we, you know, we perceive things and how you, have you guys ever lost anything at home and you're like, I can't find this anywhere. And then you're like, mom, and they find it instantly and Mm -hmm. you couldn't find it for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's just because our, our lack of focus and attention to certain objects, even though they're right in front of us, that completely shifts how, how real free will is because there could be something right in front of us and we just don't even see it. It's like, do you given the opportunities you have in life? If you're not focusing on them, you don't have the free will to choose them because you don't see them pop up to begin with. Oh. I don't think we addressed what we can do to feel better about this. No, we have not. We we really just just dug the hole deeper about stress. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Um, Okay. Well, so... Acknowledge the cage? Acknowledge the cage. Acknowledge Acknowledge the the cage and try to break out. Yeah. Do you think there is an out? It it, de- it it depends on what we define as out of the cage. How do you define out of the cage? I feel like being out of the cage is going and living in a van and just, you know, driving around and beep, beep. I'm on a mountain. And beep, beep. You know, like Except just... to break out of the cage, you need to be in the cage for long enough to gather the money and resources yeah. to do that. Absolutely. But how long is long enough to be in the cage? How long until you're 40 and reach your existential crisis? How long uh, until you're going through that right 19 now? and you reach your existential crisis? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I guess just the way that we exist, we get comfortable with where we are at. My one thing of advice is don't get too comfortable in the cage. Try to break out whatever your cage is specifically. I think it's important to like acknowledge that there are limitations on your free will, but don't be okay with that yeah don't let it hold you back don't let it hold you back say hey um these are the reasons that free will is not all that it appears to be but here are the ways that i can increase the amount of free will that i have okay that's i like it maximize my free will maximize like don't just sit in submission and be like well my life is already planned so i don't have to do anything at all I genuinely think that, like, for us to recognize the cage and try to slightly nibble at the, at the, the metal bars, bars, the metal bars, we kind of just need to break away from societal norms to not play into the whole system of things of what people expect of you. I think you kind of just got to follow your own path and your own, your own way. So instead of trying to live for someone else and other people's approval because that's kind of what we're designed to do right now live for yourself exactly living for other people is the biggest cage of all capitalism the, is the cage capitalism i mean it's, oh it is one cage so actually if we're if we're going against you know capitalism as Always. a whole hear me out history of psychology class you 
No, it's actually really interesting Please because we learned about we learned about Darwin, Charles Darwin, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The man of evolution. Mm-hmm. Well, from there, social Darwinism came to light, mm-hmm. and social Darwinism is all about perfecting. If there's a species and it's weaker, it'll die out. A lot of people in the U.S. kind of accepted social Darwinism, and that's kind of where capitalism came from, or not necessarily came from, but kind of applied to social Darwinism, because if you can't survive, oh well, survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. Like, if all these people who have money are going to make it, let them make it, and the people who don't have the resources to live or survive are just going to die off. Part of the cage we need to recognize is the cage that other people put around us. Yeah. We also need to try and, like, help other people break out of their cage because there's people that can't break out of their own cage themselves. A lot of people don't have the resources or anything that they really can do to get themselves out of this hole or out of their own cage, a smaller confined cage. Yeah, and as a society, we really believe that people who are living in poverty or in need of um, assistance. Yeah, just whatever, like um, like food stamps or like social security, like any sort of like government benefits. We have this perception that it's their personal fault for not being able to provide for themselves. But the reality is no one's going to choose to not be able to provide for themselves. That was clearly part of a bigger problem. That's the whole argument behind sociology, which is my major. Like, it is not individual level issues that cause the problems that we see in society because obviously if we have millions and millions of people living in poverty it's probably not because millions and millions of people are not doing what they need to do it's probably because we have a social system that makes it extremely difficult to get out of poverty that ties back to free will because like no one can just be like well i want it badly enough i badly enough am gonna choose to to, go get it and then get out of poverty but i have none of the financial resources or the social resources or the education or the job interview know-how or clothes to do it right so (sighs) all right uh do we have anything else to add i don't think so nah fam i think that's it well (laughs) we hope that this has helped to spice up your lack of free will right yeah yeah Woo. megan what you have to say yeah yeah there you go (laughs) So you know how we said, hey, maybe like try distancing yourself from social media because, you know, don't play into the system, bro. Uh, well, we have social media, so please play into the system for us. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Spice of Life Pod. Give us a follow. DM us if you have a concept idea for an episode. We would be happy to hear from you. Yes, please. Adios. Adios. Goodbye.